Today is Friday. It's the 8th of February 2019. <coughs> Today is the opening of the second Metta Retreat. The first Metta Retreat happened from the 21st of January until the 4th of February. Now for the opening ceremony of the second Metta Retreat, this is the program or the points. First, we will recite the Namotasa three times. And then all the meditators will take the nine precepts. And after that, uh, all the Sangha, the monks, but also all the meditators, we will recite a metta chant, the Sabe Sata Avirahontu. And after that, Sayato will give instructions on how to practice metta meditation. So now let's recite the Namotasa three times. Namotasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namotasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa. And now let's take the nine precepts. Please repeat after Sayado. Putang Sahadang Gachami, Dhammang Sahadang Gachami, Sangang Sahadang Gachami. Dutiyampi Putang Sahadang Gachami, Dutiyampi Dhammang Sahadang Gachami, Dutiyampi Sangang Sahadang Gachami. Tat 
ทัตยังพิภุตังสังฆนังกัจฉามิทัตยังพิตัมมังสังฆนังกัจฉามิทัตยังพิสังฆังสังฆนังกัจฉามิอามาปันติ Anadipata Veramani Sikapadam Samadhi Yami Adinadana Veramani Sikapadam Samadhi Yami Abhamacharya Veramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Musabhada Veramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Sura Miraya Macha Pamadatana Veramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Vikala Pochana Veramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Nacha Gita Vadita Visukhadasana Malaganda Vilepana Dharana Mandana Vibhusanathana Veramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Uchasayana Mahasayana Veramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Metasahagatena Jitasa Sabhavantam Lokham Paritvam Viharami Idangmesilam Magapalanyanasa Pachayo Hotu Amabanti And now we will recite the Metta chant. You find it on page two at the bottom.
these five months are basically my just to let them know. Cut five. So, all the monks that are sitting up here, uh, these are resident monks of the center here. So these monks are here to instruct the meditators who come here to the center to practice vipassana meditation. So the monks together uh, with the helpers to make sure that um, the meditators get good guidance and instructions and support in their practice. And also for this retreat, um, they and the helpers have been um, clearing, cleaning, clearing, uh, collecting rubbish here in the center. That's why by the time you have arrived here, come here to practice meditation, everything uh, is convenient for your stay here. So with this, you know, you can have a, uh, you feel gratitude also for them. So in order that you can practice metta meditation um, smoothly uh, without uh, dangers, now these monks will recite some metta chant.
Pátu, sátu. So may all of you meditators be able to practice meta- meditation smoothly without any hindrances, without any uh, danger. May you be able to practice peacefully and easefully. Now Sayadaw will give instructions for the practice of metta meditation. It will be kind of um, as a summary. Sayadaw is very happy and very pleased that you meditators have come here to practice metta meditation and you have come from many different countries. So it's not easy to come here to practice metta meditation. It needs quite a lot of um, goodwill or good intention to make it to come here. So Many of you have come from far away, countries which are far away, and some of you come from a country that Sayadaw has never heard of. So, yes, um, your intention to come here has been very strong. So, um, may all your effort bear good fruit. So how to do that your effort bears good fruit? It's a question to you. (laughs) So what can you do uh, in order uh, to make your re- effort worthwhile coming here. Atoyami. Atoyami. Yes, to practice diligently, then uh, the effort is worthwhile. So in order to come here, um, you had to spend quite a bit of money for your travels to come here. 
and you had to take your time to come here, to be here. And uh, the travels have also been tiring. So that's why uh, to make your effort worthwhile, uh, please practice the metta meditation diligently. That's why now Sayadaw will give you the very practical instructions for the metta meditation. First of all, Sayadaw will explain the meaning of metta. So all of you uh, must have heard this word metta, but not everybody understands the meaning of this word metta. Metta, this is the wish for the well-being and happiness of all living beings. This is what is called metta. And in the scriptures it is said, this is like uh, the the attitude of a mother for her child. Or it is also said that this can be compared to the um, attitude of a very good friend. So, what is the attitude of a very good friend? Like uh, a very good, a very good friend of ours, he or she wants that we have enough food, drink to eat, to drink. He or she wants that we have uh, enough adequate clothing to wear. Or a very good friend of us, he or she also wants that we have a good, suitable place to live. A very good, good friend of us wants that we uh, have a good job, that we do well in our, at our work, in our business. A very good friend of ours wants that we are free from danger or harm. The friend wants us to be healthy, 
to be happy and peaceful. A good friend of ours wants that all aspects of our life are uh, fulfilled. So this is the attitude of a good friend. And so in the same way, the attitude of metta or person with metta is the same as one of a good friend. So, when somebody's heart and mind is filled with metta, the nature of metta, wants that all living beings have enough food, that they have suitable clothes to wear, that they have a suitable place to live. The nature of metta wishes that every living being can live uh, without danger, uh, without being harmed. Um, the nature of metta wishes that every living being be healthy, happy, and peaceful. Or, and that living beings are doing well in their business or at their work. The nature of metta wishes that all living beings, um, that, that all aspects of their lives are being fulfilled. That's the nature of metta. So what is called metta bhavana is the repeated cultivation in one's own heart and mind of the nature of metta. This is what we call metta meditation, metta bhavana. So cultivating metta means that we cultivate this quality of metta, loving kindness, um, benevolence, in our heart and mind, second after second after second. When we cultivate metta, loving-kindness, there are two ways or two um, methods to practice it. The first way to practice metta, to cultivate loving-kindness, is to cultivate metta 
just for the sake of cultivating and strengthening this quality of metta. Then the second way or the second method to uh, cultivate metta is to cultivate it um, in order to attain the jhanas, the uh, absorptions. So the first way of cultivating metta, in order just to uh, cultivate and strengthen loving kindness, is for example by using a metta chant, just in the way as the monks have done uh, before, reciting sabi, sata, sabi, panna, and so on. So in this way, uh, one can cultivate loving kindness for the sake of cultivating this quality of the heart and the mind. When one is cultivating metta in this way, just for the sake of cultivating metta, then there are no special points that one needs to be aware of. So nothing special to know of what one should refrain or avoiding doing or what one should do. So one basically just can engage in the cultivation of metta. But for the second way, a method cultivating loving kindness, meaning to attain the jhanas, the absorptions, there are a number of points that one needs to be aware of, a number of things that one needs to avoid, a number of things that one uh, needs to do to follow. And now Sayado will explain these different points. So cultivating metta in order to attain the jhanas. So such a meditator, first of all, should clean his or her body, take a shower, and then put on clean uh, clothes, clothes that are not dirty or smelly. And after that, a meditator should um, let go of all attachments or um, yeah, let go of attachments as, as much as one is able to do so. <coughs> so, uh, 
So um, such a meditator should um, loosen or cut their attachment, attachments to uh, friends, attachments to family, attachments to one's house, also attachments to the people at work or attachment to the work. And after that, one should take up the precepts, either the five precepts, the eight precepts, or the nine precepts. Now here you are have ta- you have taken up the nine precepts. So for the practice of metta meditation, taking up these nine precepts is very beneficial and very helpful to cultivate metta for living beings. And then one should go uh, to a quiet place. A quiet place like this place here, which is quite uh, quiet. And then one should pay respect to the teacher, the teacher who teaches, instructs the metta meditation. And then sit down and make sure that you sit uh, with the upper part of the body upright and straight. And the hands, you can put them in your lap with the palms facing up or you can put them on your legs, on the knees. And then uh, make sure that you are relaxed in both body and mind. Please um, uh, do not hold anything in your body or in your mind, but relax. And then, when you cultivate the loving kindness, use the language that you are most familiar with, your mother language. (laughs) 
because only when you use a, a language that you are most familiar with um, will the practice of metta meditation go smoothly, understanding really the meaning of the words. And in this way, you will also be able to quickly deepen your concentration, your samadhi. If you use a language for the cultivation of loving-kindness that you are not familiar with, that you do not understand, then it will be much more difficult to cultivate the uh, quality of metta. Or some meditators, they even get bored. And in this way, uh, the concentration will not deepen. You will not get samadhi. That's why you should uh, do the cultivation of loving-kindness in a language that you are familiar with, uh, the, that you understand the words, the meaning. Another point to be careful of is when you uh, cultivate loving-kindness, do not uh, use long sentences with many words, but um, use a sentence, a phrase, which is quite short, which uh, has only few words. If you use a sentence that is long with many words, then it will t- uh, then the development of samadhi concentration will be slow. And also, the quality of metta uh, will take a long time to arise. <coughs> However, when your metta phrase is short, consisting only of a few words, then in this way, the concentration will quickly develop and also the feeling or quality of metta will arise more quickly. That's why when you cultivate loving-kindness, then make sure that your uh, sentence is not long, but that it is quite short. So, for example, <clears throat> a wish like this is enough. May all beings be well, happy, and peaceful. May all beings be well, happy, and peaceful. Mm-hmm. 
at times when uh, you feel sleepy or when the mind gets bored with the practice, then you may uh, change the words, the sentence. So then it could be something like, may all beings be free from danger and harm. May all beings be free from danger and harm. So, this many words, that's complete and that's enough. Another point to be careful of is when you cultivate metta, please do not do it superficially, but uh, do it carefully, attentively. If you um, do the practice superficially when you cultivate metta, so then it will take a long time for concentration to arise and also it will take a long time before uh, metta arises in your heart and mind. Um, only when you uh, cultivate metta carefully, attentively, diligently, then the concentration based on the metta practice will arise quickly and also the quality of metta will arise quickly in your heart and mind. That's why when you cultivate loving-kindness, uh, do it carefully, diligently, attentively. Do not do it superficially. Another point to be careful of is that that you really wish that the person who is the object of your metta meditation so that you really wish that this person be healthy, be happy and peaceful. When you do it in this way, then the concentration based on the metta practice will arise quickly and also the quality of metta will arise quickly. And another point to be careful of is <clears throat> when you cultivate metta, uh, there is no need to create an image of the person in your mind that who is the object of your metta meditation. So when cultivating metta, an image may arise in your mind or it may not arise in your mind. Uh, that's not the main point. The main point is that you uh, cultivate 
this heartfelt wish for the other person. When a mental image of this person appears in your mind, then, well, this can happen, but uh, make sure that you still continue to cultivate this heartfelt meta-wish for the other person. Do not get distracted by this mental image. And another point uh, to be careful of is the practice of metta meditation and the practice of vipassana meditation um, is different. In the practice of vipassana meditation, one is aware, one is mindful of whatever arises in the body or the mind. For example, being aware when seeing is happening, uh, being aware when hearing uh, is happening, etc. Or when painful sensations arise in the body, pain, aching, stiffness, and so on, then one is aware of these sensations. Or else when mental uh, objects arise, such as loba, greed, dosa, aversion, or sleepiness, or happiness, or when wandering thoughts arise, then one is aware of these mental objects. However, as a metta meditator, there is no need to be mindful of any of these uh, experiences or objects that constantly arise in the body and mind. As a metta-meditator, you simply continue to cultivate loving-kindness. For example, when um, loba greed, dosa, aversion, um, laziness, um, any kinds of thoughts, wandering mind arise in your metta-meditation practice, you simply ignore them and uh, continue with your cultivation of loving-kindness. Or else, whenever um, seeing, whenever you are seeing something or hearing something, etc., so then 
no need to pay any attention to the seeing or to the hearing or touching. So paying no attention to these experiences, but just simply continuing with the cultivation of loving-kindness uninterruptedly. Or when unpleasant sensations arise in your body, stiffening, pain, aching, uh, and so on, so do not pay any attention to these unpleasant sensations. Simply continue with the cultivation of loving kindness. So, um, when you can, when you no longer can bear these unpleasant or painful sensations, then at that time you may change the posture. You can change the position of your le- <coughs> legs, um, so you are you can adjust uh, your posture. And another point to be careful of is that uh, when you cultivate metta, uh, choose a person, choose the persons of the same sex. Do not choose a person of the opposite sex. Why, why this is so, Sayadaw will explain at a, li- at a later po- uh, stage. Now Sayadaw will explain the sequence of the persons for whom we cultivate loving-kindness. First of all, we cultivate metta for ourselves. Then the second step is to cultivate metta for a respected person, a person we admire, or a person we call our benefactor. So, this uh, second category of the respected person or benefactor, this can be a person uh, whom you admire or for whom you have a lot of gratitude because this person has helped you in any way, has supported you in any way, or because this person helps or supports other people, other beings, um, because this person is full of kindness and compassion. So such a person, um, you can choose 
such a person belongs to this second category. Then the third category is a good friend, a very close friend. So a, a good friend, a very close friend, uh, somebody who helps you, has helped you, supports you, somebody who teaches you um, something that uh, supports you in your life. Then the fourth kind of person, the fourth category, is a neutral person, a person you neither love nor hate. Then the fifth category is uh, metta to a person uh, you hate. And then the sixth category is all living beings. So this is the sequence of persons or living beings that we uh, cultivate metaphor, so these six categories. So um, to begin with, to start the practice of metta, um, Saito uh, teaches or instructs you to choose two persons. The first person is yourself, to cultivate loving-kindness for yourself. And then the second person you choose is a person you respect, a person you admire, a person for whom you have a lot of gratitude or a benefactor. So then, let's say you have one hour for your sitting meditation, then for the first half an hour, for 30 minutes, you should cultivate loving-kindness for yourself, and then in the second half hour, the second 30 minutes, you change and cultivate metta for a respected person or a benefactor. So first of all, when you start to con to cultivate metta for yourself, cultivate it with the wish, may I be well, happy and peaceful, may I be well, happy and peaceful, may I be well, happy and peaceful. In this way, continuously repeating this metta wish for yourself, um, repeating it uninterruptedly, without a gap. Everyone, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So try to continuously uh, cultivate this meta, this meta wish. Um, try not to, uh, to to have a gap or try not to be uh, distracted by anything else. So, you know, like the hand of a watch, of a clock, which is moving continuously, without the break, without stopping, likewise should be the cultivation of your metta, continuously, uninterruptedly, without stopping, without a break. So like this clock up on the wall, you know, for 24 hours, it never stops. It's always uh, going, moving. So uh, take the hand of a clock as the example and try to cultivate metta in the same way meaning to cultivate the loving kindness uninterruptedly don't uh, let it be uh, don't let it stop or uh, be interrupted And then for the second half an hour, change to the respected person and then cultivate loving kindness for this person. May my teacher be well, happy and peaceful. May so and so be well, happy and peaceful. So, you know, you, it doesn't need to be exactly 30 minutes for yourself and then changing to the benefactor. It's approximately half uh, of the time for yourself and the benefactor. So even if you spend more time on cultivating metta for yourself and then a bit less <coughs> on the benefactor or vice versa, that's fine. And likewise, do it in the walking meditation. If you do one hour, then spend half an hour of cultivating metta for yourself and the second half an hour cultivating metta for the benefactor. So for the new yogis, meditators, uh, this much uh, instruction is enough. Mm-hmm.
Later on, Sayadaw will give more instructions, more detailed instructions. Um, for the newly arrived yogis, so apart from sitting and walking meditation, during all the other activ- activities, such as eating, taking a shower, dressing, and so on. During this time, cultivate loving-kindness for all living beings. Or when you walk on the forest path, then there you also can cultivate loving-kindness for all living beings. Uh, so, you know, also when you go to bed, when you get up, uh, cultivate metta. So now this is enough for the new yogis. Now, instructions for the old yogis, those who have been here since the beginning, in January. So in a, uh, during the sitting, for the whole sit, cultivate metta for a neutral person. And, and then... In the walking meditation and during the general activities, cultivate metta for all living beings. So, this is also enough instructions for the old yogis. So may all of you, by uh, practicing diligently metta meditation, be able to uh, cultivate loving kindness to the degree that it becomes complete, full. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.